welcome to Did You Hear That in Conversation. My name is Jeff Hare, and as always, I thank you for spending a few moments with me today. It is going to be a good one. we got a big show planned for us. I'm really excited about it, but it's been a great day already. i got a new chair in my studio, which means I'm comfortable. It's fun. I mean, I tell you what, I, gotta, I can almost feel like Perry Como singing a Christmas song. I'm so relaxed. This is wonderful. And I tell you another thing that's great. I had Orange Ruffy for dinner tonight. I found a restaurant in here in California, Southern California, where I live, that actually serves Orange Ruffy. I am just ecstatic. I've been going in there now for about two months and getting it. And, oh, life truly is good. Hello, Omar. Badly knee surgery. He had a knee replacement this past week. I did get a chance to see him a little bit on Sunday, and it was nice to talk. And He's doing well. We're going to get him back on here probably in a week or two to talk about how much fun it is to have a knee replaced. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tonight is going to be, as I say, a big show. We're talking baseball, okay? It is baseball season. The major leagues are all in spring training, and it is right around the proverbial corner, as they say. Our guest, Rob Pierce. Now, Rob's from the state of Oregon. He teaches baseball, primarily pitching, which is a great thing to teach and a great thing to teach us about. And also with him is his son, Dylan. Now, Dylan pitched for Oregon State. Dylan was a great high school player. Went to Oregon State, was on that team that won the NCAA College World Series a few years ago. What a thrill that was. And we're going to get him back and talk about that at some point. But tonight, Dylan Pierce and Rob Pierce are going to discuss the art of pitching for us. So, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's get this thing fired up and get her going here. Well, good evening. Welcome to Did You Hear That in Conversation tonight. Tonight's going to be a good one. I guess maybe for me it's somewhat cathartic. Uh, Spring is in the air, as we all know. And that means baseball season. The major leagues are in camp. I've talked about my own baseball career many times on these on this place. Uh, we all know all know how it is. One for forty-two slump. Uh, those thirty-five were strikeouts. Twenty-nine called third. <laughs> they told me to put the bats away. So tonight I'm going to do the thing that's going to try to get me back on track. A conversation I wish I would have had thirty-five years ago. Tonight we're talking to Dylan Pierce, who's a, a coach for Eagle Point High School. Dylan played in the Cardinal organization and did some independent ball also. <laughs> In Ogden, Utah, which if you know baseball, that is a great, great baseball city. They've had a great history over the years. And Rob Pierce, and Rob is uh, also a trainer. Uh, he trains pitchers all the time, teaches them how to do that, and teaches them how to get people like me out, which obviously wasn't very hard. They live in Central Point, Oregon, and I tell you what, this is a great experience to talk to these guys, just to learn baseball. I've had numerous conversations with Rob over the years, and no wonder I couldn't hit. <laughs> this is one of those things. But uh, Dylan also, I just want to say before I go going about Dylan, Dylan played for the Oregon State Beavers that won the College World Series title a few years ago. Probably the best baseball team ever to come out of the northern part of the country, north of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, it was an outstanding team. Had some great major league talent on that team. Uh, and we'll talk about that too. So anyway, gentlemen, I thank you for joining me tonight on Did You Hear That in Conversation. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Looking forward. All right. First question is easy, and I'm going to ask these questions to someone who doesn't really understand baseball or doesn't know baseball. You hear it all the time when you listen or watch a baseball game. They say he threw a breaking pitch. Exactly what is a breaking pitch? So I would uh, uh, label a breaking ball. So pitching is all about disrupting timing, and hitting is timing. A uh, breaking pitch is essentially a pitch that is meant to disrupt the batter's timing via movement and change of speed um, through direction, whether it's 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6, 12-6,
um, or you know a, a two eight sort of a directional break. Um, that would be your curveball or your slurve or your slider. Um, those would be kind of the uh, dictionary versions of, of what would be a, a labeled as a breaking ball. Okay, so when you say 12-6 or you say 11-5, uh, uh, you're referring to as if a big clock was standing behind the batter. Is that correct? Correct. Yep, the axis in which the ball spins, 12-6 being top to bottom, you're just going to have a very sharp uh, – um, vertical drop to it and then you know the lower on the clock you get you get more of a horizontal breaking uh, breaking action you know you hear the term of the sweeping slider um, a, sw a slider that's moving you know right to left if you're a righty or left to right if you're a lefty and uh, those are the those are our terms of breaking ball. Rob how's that thrown? I mean how's that different than throwing a fastball? You know, so basically to the layman or the casual fan, throwing a curveball is going to be turning your wrist to the side as if like it was a karate chop to kind of give you a, a visual image. So you would basically grip the, whether you have the horseshoe on the left or right, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's choice, it's preference. But the pitcher would uh, have their wrist in a karate chop, chop uh, shape, manner. And when they release, they would extend and allow the top spin, the ball to come over the top of their middle finger and spin it, just like Dylan had explained. They would spin it in a 12-6 manner, just like the clock, dropping 12 to 6, keeping that wrist tight and snap it straight directly in front of you, inducing that 12-6 spin. Is a curveball difficult to throw? Or is it difficult? Let me let me rephrase that. Is a curveball difficult to learn if you're a, a young kid? It can be. Um, it depends. There's there's some kids that they just you know they have it. They they're just able to understand that snap um, and getting them to uh, to give a good uh, visual representation of how to throw the ball. And I, I try to start it off really really easy. Like I, I tell them, you know, when they're throwing. The kids that I trained or just how I learned is throw it really, really soft and just visually watch at what the ball does. You are trying to get a top spin or a side spin depending on arm action. Um, and it really just depends on that. There are arm actions that are they're only meant to throw a curveball or there's arm actions that are only meant to throw a slider. Then you have others that are a bit in between that can throw both. So it really just depends on what arm action that you have. Um, and that is that's going to kind of tell you what pitch is typically coming, whether it's going to be more vertical or more horizontal. Dylan, I want you to answer an old wives' tale for me, since you're a coach. Does throwing a curveball at a young age hurt your arm? So I would say it can. Um, there's, it, it, it's all about growth. Okay, at, at a young age, you know, what are we talking? Are we talking little league? Are we talking middle school? Are we talking high school? Um, you know, what young age are we looking at? Uh, regardless, I would say um, throwing a baseball can hurt your arm. And that, that's, that's, uh, that I would agree with that. You know, our arms are not meant to move that fast. They're not meant to consistently throw something as hard as it possibly can every single time. But throwing a breaking ball, the way that your wrist is positioned, um, the way that you can lead with the elbow, it most certainly can. Um, I'm not going to say that it's the lead cause that if you throw a breaking ball at a at a young age that you're going to wreck your arm. Of course not, but it absolutely can. If you do not have proper throwing technique um, and you're, you know, a, a youngster, I would I would hold that 
in the little league to middle school realm pre-high school, um, it, it definitely can hurt your arm. And I think it, it affects growing because your body is in a stage of growth and it's starting to develop and mature and adding that extra uh, pressure in those specific areas is something that can absolutely have consequences later down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, explain to me, yeah. and I am just so thankful that I've never had to face this, but explain to me what a slider is and why is it such a devastating pitch? And I say devastating, I didn't make that up. That comes from everybody's ever had to face a slider. Why is a slider such a devastating pitch? Well, we're transitioning from talking about the the proverbial breaking ball or 12-6 curveball to a, a pitch that's now considered a velocity pitch. So you have a, a top-spun baseball curveball. That's your off-speed. Now we're transitioning into a, a power pitch or a velocity pitch. It is thrown. So basically, you're talking uh, approximately at half the wrist angle of a curveball and it is thrown with fastball intensity. And so in essence, you're cutting the baseball. So this, uh, like Dylan was referring to earlier, you can have certain types of curveballs like the Randy Johnson type curveball where it breaks on multiple planes. So the, 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 the batter is seeing the pitch coming through on, on what looks like multiple planes or, or a couple of different angles rather than a 12-6. It's, 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 sweeping through the zone so it's a lot harder to pick up um because of the sheer velocity and the movement hmm. so what you're saying is the pitch is going to is going to come in it's going to come in to say i'm, I'm a right-handed hitter and you're a right-handed pitch that pitch is going to come in and it's going to come in like a fastball and the last minute is going to break just sharply to the towards the left side yeah, of the plate yeah. to the outside part of the plate yes. yes down and away some some sweep some break down in a way, and, and they look like to the batter they're break, breaking on multiple planes. Mm. Dylan, you want to interject on that? Yeah. Um, balls have more of an arc. They're 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 an arcing type pitch. They're they're thrown. If you were to to take a a rainbow and you know stand behind one end and look at the other, it's going up and down. And there's a there's a bend. You can see a pop. You know, as a, as a really good hitter, when you throw a curveball you can see a pop out of out of the hand and that lift is what lifts that ball up in the air and then it breaks back down. A slider, if you have a really, really good slider, you throw it hard, it's supposed to come out with little to no pop and it comes straight and then it slices across the plate. So sliders are more um, very, very slightly vertical and mainly horizontal break. I'm going to ask you a question about this, and this is from a hitter's point of view, and I know you guys have probably been asked this a few times. There is also an old wives' tale that a hitter will see a slider by the red dot on the baseball because the spin is usually that intense. Is that true? Um, I would say no. Um, you, there's times you can pick up the spin, but not on a red dot. Um, you know, I've, I, I mean, I. I, I went to college as a two-way, as a hitter, you know, position player and a pitcher. Um, I've also, you know, been in the pros where I played catch with guys that throw, you know, 98, 99 miles an hour. The ball just looks like a blur. It, it looks like a gray, just like a gray blur. Um, now, those hitters, absolutely, when they're seeing consistently, um, they're seeing a sharp spin slider or a top spin curveball, 
they will have a notice that something looks a little bit different. Um, you see that mainly at the lower levels. You'll see that lower levels of college or throughout college and in high school, but in the pros, you know, we are called professionals for a reason. We <laughs> throw the ball to look the same as everything else. So we try to not give a lot of that away, but in lower levels, you can absolutely tell the difference when you see that, that, uh, circular motion coming at you versus a really hard 12-6 motion. Uh, it just looks like a blur. All right. Now let's, let's suppose I'm a young player. I'm 16, 17 years old. I'm making my way into high school and I got a little bit of talent and I want to be a pitcher at a higher level, either ID one level like you were uh, Dylan or in, even into the pros. What do I need? Is it about speed? Is it about the break? I got any three or four pitches? Exactly. If I come to Rob Pierce and I say, Rob, I want you to tell me what I need to do to make it the majors as a pitcher, what would you tell me? You want to answer that first? Or you want me to go first? Dylan, go ahead and go first, and I'll interject. Sure. Um, so there's a, there's a lot that, that goes into that. Um, and, again, being cut and dry, you have it or you don't. And, you know, some of the young 16-, 17-year-olds that they want to play at the next level is they're, they're – they're so focused as they think that one thing is going to separate is, is going to make the world a difference. It's not, there is a lot of things that go into this as far as your mentality and uh, how you pitch the pitches you have. Obviously velocity is something that every coach is going to look at. Um, but they want to know how, you know, what kind of a player you are. Um, first thing that goes is understanding the strike zone. If you are a player that walks a lot of guys, um, that is a big turn off and shy away to a lot of coaches and scouts. They hate seeing the zone not get filled up and guys that think, you know, oh, I just throw hard, but I don't have any other pitches and I can't fill up the zone. That's not really going to benefit them. Um, but it, it's, it's a combination of mentality, velocity, and um, quality of pitches is what I, I would say. So I would, I would look at a kid and, and see what their high points are and go, Hey, we're going to improve um, in velocity. We're going to improve. Obviously when you improve velocity, that makes your off speed better because you're throwing it harder. It's going to break sharper, um, but just filling out, uh, filling up the zone and allowing them to mature and know, you know, at 16, 17, you're a sophomore to junior in high school. You have one to two more years of high school that is a ton of developing. Um, I can't even tell you the developing physically and mentally that I had when I was a senior in high school compared to when I was a freshman in college. Um, the mental development was through the roof and, and that went on even through my upper collegiate years at Oregon State and then moving into getting drafted and playing for St. Louis that that was I mean, there's there's development no matter what level you get to, and it it can be massive. Yeah. I, I would interject this, Jeff, is, and this is more from a dad's perspective, being Dylan's dad here, and coach. I think that these kids uh, are so dead set as well of D1 or bust, and that's so far from the truth at all. So when Dylan and I are training and coaching these these young men. We will tell them, hey, look, continue to develop. If that means go to a junior college, shoot for small steps and continue to grow. Don't go to a D1 school and get completely buried and have no hopes of play because you have three or four guys that are all league, all conference, all state in front of you. Continue to set goals and work on achieving those goals, but go to a junior college and continue to develop and 
and be able to play realistically and not be you're not going to be necessarily sitting behind a you know several all state kids coming directly out of high school so there's a developmental process in that regard um and also you know looking at these kids knowing the difference between a kid who throws control and a kid who's able to throw in command and there's a difference to to the lay person or the casual fan the control kid is the kid who can just throw in the zone somewhere they just know it's a strike and it's in the zone and that's great but the ultimate goal is like dylan said in development these kids should be able to develop from middle school to high school to college to develop from being just a command or a control pitcher and go to command where they can actually throw any given pitch to where the catcher is setting up Okay, that's a good, good answer to that. Now, Dylan, I want to talk mentality of pitcher. And by the way, if you're just joining us, and did you hear that in conversation? I'm talking to Rob Pierce and Dylan Pierce, baseball coaches specializing in pitching. And that's the source of our discussion tonight. They're out of Central Point, Oregon. Uh, and it's, it's been a great conversation so far. Dylan, I want to ask you a question specifically. You were a closer. I remember watching you. Your dad and I have known each other, and he told me to watch you. I watched you on ESPN and saw your game. How do you do that? How do you walk into a game with everything on the line? And Oregon State, when you're a senior, was number one in the nation. They won a title. Everyone knew they were going to win it. They're like Alabama in football. They're expected to perform a certain way. When they put you in the game in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning and say, no, you got to get us out of this jam. It's all on you. How do you approach that? How do you do that? Um, you, you have to. So I, I, uh, I use this analogy with some of my players. Is If I give you a cookie, you better eat it. If you are given an opportunity, you better take it and make the absolute most of it. Um, you know, when I was throughout, you know, and I, I've been a starter and a closer. I've done everything in between. You know, when I, I was in junior college, I was um, our, our Friday night starter. And at Oregon State, I was a reliever and a starter. Pro ball, I was a starter and a closer. You know, so it, it the, the mentality of whenever you get that ball, to me, it didn't matter. Um, you know, whether there was bases loaded big game or it was the start of a game, my mentality was the same that as soon as I grab that ball and I step over the line and I step onto the mound, um, it was business. And my job was to shut down and embarrass the person that was standing in the box across from me. Um, I, I had that. Um, I feel you, you have to, you know, it's like in war, you have to have an opposing aura to you and an opposing presence. And and have some some form of intimidation. And I, you know, not being an intimidating figure in stature, um, I certainly tried to have that um, visually, just the look on my face and the way that I pitched to guys. um, You know, being able to um, you know throw as hard as I could um, for being just the size that I was. Um, really surprised a lot of people, and it it was just that bulldog mentality. When I was on the mound, um, I didn't care if you were a no-namer that no one talked about or if you were the guy that was on ESPN highlight reels projected to be the, you know, first-round pick. It did not matter. Um, When I had the ball and you stepped into that box, you better better be ready to go because I'm coming to hunt you down. (laughs) (laughs) Got to love that attitude. Like Billy Jean King says, uh, pressure is privilege. Yeah. Yep. That's a phrase I like to use. Pressure is privilege. When it's when their chips are down and they're calling me to calling you to do something, that's a that's a huge privilege. Dylan, you played with some great players at Oregon State. 
Uh, and of course, one of them is doing incredible things now. The Baltimore Orioles. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, um, it was a it was a privilege to have Adley as as a catcher, um, just to see the amazing things that he did behind the plate, but also um, with the bat. Um, I mean, the fact that he could not only hit um, anywhere he wanted on the field, but the power in which that he could generate from both sides of the plate was truly, it was just masterful to watch, to see him go in righty and lefty. Um, he could bunt, he could run, he could hit the ball a mile. He's, he's a truly um, God-blessed talent and uh, um, is doing some special things. I've, I've had the pleasure to play with a lot of guys that are, are doing some big things in the big leagues right now. Uh, you know, Stephen Kwan, with the uh, the Guardians, I mean, you know, should have been I, my personal opinion should have been Rookie of the Year. I, I mean, unbelievable player. To Nick Madrigal, that's from the White Sox to the Cubs. Uh, Trevor Larnick, that's with the Twins. I have lots of uh, teammates that have bounced around um, in, in different organizations that are doing special things up in the big leagues. But to be able to be a pitcher on the mound and know that you have the best catcher. Uh, both defensively and offensively as a as a uh, a hitter in all of college baseball behind you was it was just a, a level up and it, and it really gave you a lot of confidence well gentlemen i want to thank you and I'm, i am going to get you both back on here again uh I, I, especially as we get into the college uh, more into the college season too i really would like to talk about that whole thing you know because college baseball has is, is really come a long way in the last few years uh, talking about that, but I want I want to thank you. Just talking about pitching today has been a great. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't hit it. I mean, gee, I can You know, it's uh, one of those things. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for having us. It was our pleasure. Thank you. So All much. right, so our guest today on Did You Hear That in conversation has been Rob Rob Pierce. Uh, he's out of uh, Central Point, Oregon. Central Point, Oregon. I say Center Point. I'm from a town right outside Center Point, Iowa. So I've got to get tied up there. But Central Point, <laughs> Oregon. Rob's from, and he uh, teaches pitching. And, of course, his son, Dylan Pierce, who is a head baseball coach at Eagle Point High School, played with the Cardinals, and did some independent ball up in Ogden, Utah. And I know, Dylan, your dad one time told me, if I ever get a chance to take a road trip, go up and see that stadium in Ogden. I guess it's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely is. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And you will have been listening to Did You Hear That In Conversation? I'm Jeff Heron. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, I certainly learned a lot, even listening to that a second time. I did the interview with those two gentlemen yesterday, and it was absolutely fascinating. And then I get back on here today and listen to it again. I, I just continue to learn things every time they say something about the whole art of pitching and just to show really what goes into it. This has been Did You Hear That In Conversation. My name is Jeff Hare. Again, I thank you for tuning in. As always, it's wonderful happy as an audience. And I enjoy it very much. I might go take a nap, I could say. I'm on this comfortable chair, really having a good time with that. So with that, I will be back later in the week with a story. We'll have personal week on Sunday. Rest in peace to the great comedian Richard Lewis, who passed away today. Miles Davis, take us home. <laughs>